0: Aloha, welcome to this new and last episode of Pacific Leaders Today, a podcast from the East-West Center dedicated to young leaders from the Pacific. This portion of the series focuses on alumni of the Pacific Island Leadership Program, an East-West Center program that seeks to build leaders dedicated to shaping the future prosperity of the Pacific region by taking informed, effective action, and is founded by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of China, Taiwan. I'm your host, Philippe, and today I'm talking with Damon Aiden from Nauru. Damon is working for the Ministry of Finance of his country and is now detached to the permanent mission of Nauru at the United Nations. Carried by a strong sense of humility, Damon is navigating through life, helping others along the way and trying at every step to have an impact, however, the position. A natural sense of leadership that brings him interesting perspectives on the future of the Pacific region. Damon, aloha.
1: Hi, Philippe.
0: Good evening. Nice to have you on, the, on this podcast. Uh, Damon, uh, as I started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where do you come from? What are you doing with your life at the moment?
1: Uh, sure. So, uh, hello. My name is uh, Damon Adian, and I come from Nauru. Uh, I currently I work for the Department of Finance under the Planning and Aid Division. Uh, I'm the cross-cutting specialist. But uh, at the moment, um, I'm undergoing as an attaché, a training here at the no Permanent Mission to the United Nations, which is based here in New York.
0: Mm. Very nice. And so, Damon, you are a former participant of the Pacific Island Leadership Programme. Uh, East West Center Run Program, funded by the government of Taiwan. Can you tell us a little bit why did you decide to participate uh, in uh, at that time, the last generation that was that happened in 2019, and and how did the program impact you eventually?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, so I, I think I first heard about the the Pacific Islands Leadership Program back in if if. I, if you can correct me if i'm wrong 2016 which mm-hmm. was a uh, generation 2 at that time i was uh, at that time i was uh, doing my undergoing my uh bachelor studies in taiwan and i had mm-hmm. a family member who was part of generation 2 which is i think is your group yeah 2014
2: and, uh,
1: she, yeah. oh 2014 sorry so she informed me about what what program that she was there for And I I never really, you know, I never really thought about it until I graduated from Taiwan. I went back home, started working uh, for the Department of Justice first, firstly, and then I've got, uh, I saw the, the, I saw the program being advertised and I just thought, yeah, I, I contacted my, my auntie and she she told me more about the program, so I just I, I, I decided to apply for it and see what what I could learn from it. Mm.
0: Right. and and so how did it impact you eventually?
1: I think the program was really good. I mean you you should know personally i mean i i I spoke to you most throughout the the, the two months of, two and a half months of the program uh it it was something that was very new to me i mean it was uh most of the things that we learned especially that the deeper questions about getting to know yourself more that was to me was a a whole new concept like i thought i knew myself but then we have to like really dig deep and then talk about emotions and stuff which i tend to just you know put aside in order to and how emotions play a huge part in in in, in whatever role that you're playing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So the, all these kinds of stuff that were were like new. Were I mean, obviously it it will be hard to to accept at first, but then as 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 the days go by, it just became easier. Now by the end of the program, I, I think I have learned a lot from it.
0: Mm. And and do you still feel the impact of the program now that after a few years, uh, especially like what you're experiencing right now in the UN, uh, like living in a different country and stuff, anything from the program uh, is helping you today in in all your your projects and your endeavors.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I still uh, carry around my that that the same notebook that I took for that program. I keep it with me during my travels and it's sometimes it's just a good a refresher on mm-hmm. on on some things where I I don't really understand and then I have to refer back to the notebook and, and think oh, cuz like I said the the program really opened up a whole new you know uh, w- way for me to view things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I would say the the program is is still helpful even after years of uh, completing it, hmm.
0: indeed. And so the program is all about uh, leadership. So uh, my next question is uh, is quite simple. Uh, would you describe yourself as a leader?
1: That's a that's a that's <laughs> a very difficult question. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't I think any any Pacific Islander would would uh, would obviously say that they're not hmm. I think uh you know as as an uh, as a Pacific Islander you tend to not as think of yourself too highly you mm-hmm. you would much rather focus on what your role is in your community or the workplace or on your your workplace or amongst your family and friends you know there's all these cultural things that are involved so and me myself personally i i don't think uh, I'm, I'm a leader like if you If you think about a leader, you you're looking for someone that's maybe confident, uh, empathetic. You know, someone that someone that draws people together.
0: Mm. And you don't think that you are that kind of person.
1: I, it's like I said, it's it's hard to for me to assess myself. Like Mm. maybe some situations would that require me to do so to take that that step. And be that person. Of course, anyone would be uh, willing to do so. But to say that I'm 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 a leader at this point, uh, I I'm I'm not too sure about that.
0: Mm. Indeed, and and so that's interesting what you say about uh, about the specific context of the Pacific, where indeed uh, humility and is quite a, uh, an important uh, value, and so people never really tend to. Uh, position themselves or at least present themselves as leaders. Uh, yet we have uh, traditional concepts of, of leaderships uh, uh, that are very also important. So how do you think that all those elements uh, specific to the Pacific cultures uh, are fitting in the world we are living today with all those new challenges? And how can we uh, see leadership in the Pacific uh, as we're thinking about all the challenges that our, our, our world is facing at the moment?
1: Um, I would, I would say that, uh, how, how the Pacific as a region, uh, views, uh, leaders is that, uh, it's based on, like I said, it's based on the culture where it's, it's more about being, you know, part of the group, like fitting mm-hmm. into the group. And I would say that the current problems nowadays is, uh, it, that's, that's what, uh, what the world is lacking at the moment—it's all about that togetherness. That—that that, uh, w- we tend to, you know. It—it it seems like the modern world is uh, moving away from that. It's all about what one person is better at than the other person. You know, it's okay. about a competition. But for us in in the Pacific, it, leadership is something. You know, it, it's—I don't know how to say it, but. Yeah, I think that's the, the, the easiest way to say it, to put it frankly, mm. is, you know, drawing people together. And I think solutions will be a lot more easier to figure out in terms of whatever whatever the problem will be, mm. whether it's a global issue or uh, an individual issue. It's always easier when you share it with someone, Yeah. you
0: know? Yeah. And then so do, would you say that eventually the way that we approach, uh, approach leadership in the region could be an example for the world in, in how to deal in a new way or in a new light, uh, the challenges that we're facing right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, people, people still think that, uh, I mean, on an international level, the Pacific is, is a very small uh, part of the international community. That's, that's how we are seen. Sometimes we are forgotten and some say we are, are not as developed to make these big decisions. But I, I would think that uh, if they really understood us and then uh, how, how we work around things, then of course there's there's always something there for them to learn and vice versa. Like we are learning from them and they can also yeah. learn from our our way of doing things.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. And, and so from your perspective, uh, coming from Nauru, now working at the UN and seeing the global stage, basically where everything at the international level, international level is happening uh, and seeing how the Pacific uh, representations are, are handling those, uh, those situations and this global stage, uh, what would you say are the most critical issues that our region uh, has to face for the moment?
1: At the moment, I think the, the most critical issues are, well, number one is, is the most obvious, we're at the very front line and we, we are experiencing it the worst, even though we had a very, very little to no impact contributing to what is causing it, which is climate change. That is the biggest issue in the region. And uh, even here, as I'm working at the, the permanent mission of Nauru to the United Nations, it is in every single discussion that we open up with other delegations from other countries or other international partners. It's always within, it is always a, a, a very se- serious issue for us, and is also an issue that they would like to uh, tackle. Along with our, with our help. So yeah, I think climate change is 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 the biggest issue. Um, but then there's some other things like uh, more more um, more current issues that we're facing. Like, I would say, the the pandemic, obviously,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, not the pandemic itself, because. Uh, I think we're lucky that we're isolated that uh, the the pandemic has has little to no impact on on us except for some major countries but uh I think the for me I think the biggest issue that we will be facing is or we are currently facing is recovery from the pandemic because um as you would know your your country who and most other countries in the region they depend on tourism as a as a main source of income mm-hmm. And with the pandemic and all, every all the borders are closed. It is very hard for it. It takes a huge cut out of the a nation's GDP, and it, it'll be something very difficult to work around in order to get, get things back to the way they were before pre the pandemic, the COVID nineteen.
0: Mm. Indeed. And, and so give, given what you've described, uh, and again, what you're experiencing at the moment, if you had to envision uh, the future of the Pacific in 10 years' time, uh, how would you think it would look like eventually?
1: <laughs> I'm not a fortune teller, <laughs> so I can't really. No. Uh... Hmm. I'm not, really, I, I, I'm not really sure how I can address that certain question. Mm.
0: So let, let me put it uh, in another way then. Uh, what can be your hopes for the region in, in the coming decade uh, that we manage to maybe overcome the challenges or what are the things that you think are very important and that you are hopeful that we are on the right way uh, to, to succeed?
1: Uh, I think if we're talking about hope uh, especially in times of uh, a crisis where we're facing especially an ex- existential threat such as climate change I think hope is a big uh, you know it's a big it's a big thing to hold on to and I it's 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 easier for me to being here at the at the at the UN and uh I see a lot of like the region here has a lot of hope in working with the international partners and and, and I I I I don't think that's a bad thing. So for like for example, let me just uh give you a, a short um example of what the Pacific's next biggest thing is. The target so right now there's a it's been passed at the at the, U, the United Nations General Assembly that um, that there has to be a a vulnerability in, index that is very specific for small island uh, small island developing states so what that means is that you know how there's, there's all these um, assist assistance and stuff going for, to battling against climate change, but then a huge sum of it is cannot be accessed by countries like ours from the region because our standards are below par. Mm. You know, you know what I mean. Like we're not yeah, up to the international standards that are set by these developed countries, and yet. W- we, we are the ones who are at, mo- at most risk and yet we cannot access the, these funds and assistance that, that are needed to, to ensure our survival. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that for me, that, obviously that doesn't make sense because these are generations, these are whole nations, these are like countries that are, that are facing an exi- existential threat and yet we, 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 we cannot be given the assistance. Mm. So the the hope at the moment is for this index to be fully drawn up and then it, it can be, you know, like a guide between developed countries and, and countries like ours in order for them to work to meet at a, like meet somewhere in the middle and mm. say that yes, despite the fact that you you do not you cannot uh you you don't have the the system that is needed you we can still give you this and this in order to ensure that your 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 island uh, your island or your country is uh you know you still uh how, how how would i put it yeah just it's still surviving but but that's that that like for me, that's not even enough like we we shouldn't be we shouldn't be uh we shouldn't be in that place in the we shouldn't be in that situation in the first place
0: mm. Yeah. yeah so there's lesson to get from what has been done to at least uh not waste everything in the future
1: yeah of course
0: <clears throat> mm. all right. It's a concrete way to implement hope, uh, and and for people to to benefit from from those uh, hopeful actions. Um, so, so my last question for you, Damon, uh, if you had uh, to give any advice or any recommendation, or just if you want to share something that is important to you uh, to the people who are listening to us in the Pacific right now, what would you like to tell them?
1: Well. I'm not a prime example, or or anything even near that sort. But I would just say, I mean, just a general advice for me is, uh, from me is, it's just to anyone that's listening is, I think just, just know your your place. And I'm not saying that in a demeaning matter. Mm. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that know what what you envision yourself doing for whatever the situation that you placed in some of us are not meant to be you know world leaders but that doesn't mean that we don't have an impact within the community that we stay we, we, that we live in mm. so that's one thing that's uh that's one or like for me personally that's that's how I envision myself like it doesn't matter what what where I'm at or what I'm doing is just a matter of, like, how how can I affect the 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 area that I'm in in a in a more positive matter, manner. Mm. Sorry.
0: No, that's uh that's very good, and uh, that's uh, actually a, a very good advice. It's like sometimes you can have an impact without having to reach like the higher stage, and and it's sometimes more efficient even to. Act at the level of your community or where you are really where you feel needed than than trying to to reach the the highest place right
1: yeah of course i mean for, for me for uh, personally i mean i i grew up in what in the smallest country in the world mm. and uh, now i'm here i'm working for the government and i'm still working for the country but now i'm in a more i have a, a more to the international community now that I'm here at the UN. And I think it's just taking one 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 things, one step at a time. I'm just taking this, uh, things one step at a time, ensuring that I'm having some sort of impact in a positive way and just developing as I go. Mm. Uh, I don't know where I might end up, uh, but so far it's been good, so I'm not going to change. <laughs>
0: Indeed. And, uh, and the only thing we can wish for you is that uh, things continue to be good and uh, that you continue your journey to leadership, even if you don't call yourself that. But uh, uh, anyway, Damon, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for talking with me and all the best, uh, all the best for what's coming next for you.
1: Thank you, Philip.
0: This was the last episode of Pacific Leaders Today. We hope that you enjoyed this first series and all the insightful conversations from those young leaders from the Pacific. Don't worry, new podcast series from the East-West Center will come back soon with more inspiration and more perspective on the Pacific and the work of the organization. This podcast is produced by the East-West Center a nonprofit organization that promotes better relations and understanding among the people and nations of the United States, Asia, and the Pacific through cooperative study, research, and dialogue. For more information on the Center and its leadership programs, go visit eastwestcenter.org. Mahalo, and see you soon for another series.